You are listening to the Josh Trains Me podcast. On today's episode of the Josh Trains Me podcast, I speak with Mark Cleary. Mark Cleary is a cool guy. <clears throat> I like him. I've known him for about 10 years or uh, maybe closer to 12 years at this point. Yeah, Mark and I, we grew up around the same area. We grew up in, for the most part, we grew up in Peterborough, Ontario. We both decided to become personal trainers right around the same year, and we decided to do so in the same gym, which was Gold's Gym, and that was located in Peterborough. That was a sick franchise. It's not really, uh, I don't even think it's around in, in Canada anymore, actually. But that's where we started. So we had completely different backgrounds moving into this, and we we get into how vulnerability, intention, and grit play a role in how Mark kind of exudes himself, how how he lives. And what I found really interesting about this is, be, I wanted to have Mark on because I feel like he exudes those three or he lives those three values without him calling them values. These are values that I've sort of titled. I feel like he lives those regardless of what other people think. He's always been the kind of guy that, you know, like lives his life the way he wants to. He's always focused on, you know, bettering himself so that he can better the people around him. And there's a lot of people around him. There's a lot of people that follow him. So I'm super proud that he is focused on creating, you know, a positive ripple effect because I think he's truly responsible for quite a large ripple effect in in the uh, fitness community. He's got a shitload of followers. He has a a lot of experience. I think he downplays his his knowledge a lot because you know he's not a a conventional book smart guy, but that's not all always the stuff that sells anyway. He has a lot of interesting experiences and if you know Mark, you know that, you know, vulnerability, being intentional about what you do and what you say and living with grit, you know that those are three things that he he lives regardless of what people think. So we get into a little bit more of the personal side of why he deems himself a reformed gangster turned bodybuilder. We talk about some of these common issues in men like anger and you know how to have coping mechanisms and what those coping mechanisms could look like for other men. Mark has been in the fitness industry for a, a long time and I don't know that we even touch on it exactly. We don't pinpoint it in this episode, but we talk about some of the pitfalls that uh, trainers experience. We talk about some of the pitfalls that new people just getting into the fitness industry for their own you know health journeys what they face with social media having such a dominant force and influence in people's choices towards training and fitness we also answer common concerns and questions around steroid use why people do it what it does how it's helpful how it might not be helpful for men and women getting into fitness and i wanted to tell you guys too so this is my first official episode. The, the first the first first one was an intro. 
But if you guys want to subscribe to this, if you're interested in it, please do. I'm available on all the major shit. Feels real. Spotify, Apple, whatever the Apple one's called. What is it? Uh, Apple Podcast, I think. And then also I have a link to a separate uh, website with the podcast hosts. I don't even know what I'm saying. Where the, where the episodes are located. Let's call it that. The platform. I don't know these words. Anyway, hope you enjoy the show. Dude, I, uh, I appreciate you making the time to jump in. That's cool. Yeah, uh, it's awesome. You know what I mean? We get to catch up. Yeah, it's at least been probably like Christmas time. Evan Tucker's since Christmas? Party. Yeah, Evan Tucker's party. So almost a year since I've seen you last. Dude, that's wild. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's really crazy. And I know, and I know when you're in a like a business like we're both in, it can feel like every day sort of gets jumbled together, even though you feel fucking like awesome about it. It's like yeah. it's a lot of like consistent work yeah definitely um so can you uh can you like clearly some clearly clearly some people that are are uh listening to this won't know who i am and won't know who you are so give them like uh like read your bio like your instagram bio i think that's killer uh i can't remember what it says here (laughs) okay so mark cleary that's me Fitness trainer. That's what I do. Uh, owner and operator of hoodlife.ca. So that's my other Instagram page. It's also my website domain now. Now that I'm working on my own, it's my clothing company. It's a bunch of things. It's hoodlife. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, reform gangster turned trainer. So I thought reform gangster sounded better than reform piece of shit. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? It's more appealing. So let's yeah. just say that. Turned uh, trainer. So I kind of yeah. used to be a, a little bit of a, an idiot when I was yeah. younger. Uh, professional boxer, CPA bodybuilder. And yeah, that's, that's a bit the bio, bro. So we got. You know what's sweet about that bio is it's a bit like a resume in some ways. Yeah. Yeah, I think in Did a lot of... Did you hire me? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would hire you. Yeah. yeah. Um. Sick. Well, and and that's part of the reason I wanted to get you on too. Like, you know, may, maybe down the road I'll get some people that I don't respect on here, but that sounds pretty wild. But like, you know, I respect what you're doing, and uh, as we kind of said in the the like the pre notes or whatever you even call these, I'm trying to act like I'm not professional with this. I don't don't know what I'm doing. I'm just like having conversations with people I like about topics I like, right? Yeah. Um. But uh you you i feel like you embody the three values that i was talking about like automatically um like whether you had a brand to surround you like hood life and whether you were a trainer or not i feel like you're going to do those things anyway and those values that i mentioned are vulnerability intention and grit so i guess first off do you agree with that or do you disagree that you embody those three kind of how you explained before like i don't know like vulnerability could be like taken so many different ways right the way you mentioned it for sure i can see that um sorry what were the other two great (laughs) (laughs) great and then the other one was uh sorry intention intention so yeah like you gotta have intention in your life right purpose reason yeah so what's a can you go over uh I'm going to give, I'm going to get you to explain some examples, but I know a lot about your, your past and 
can you can you explain how you think that uh, that shaped who you are now, or if it did change who you are? I mean, doing what we do, like transformations and lifestyle changes and stuff like that. Living the lifestyle I'm living in now compared to the lifestyle I used to live in, like that's kind of proof that I can definitely help people with a lifestyle change. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's it, I guess. Like, um, how do you think that? Uh, how do you think people see you when when you like share your your past? Uh, some people are shocked, and other people are like, "Yeah, I remember that." Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And do you feel like so? Do you feel like at all that you have like a one-up advantage over over? other coaches because of your background i get a lot of people that reach out to me for lifestyle change people that are struggling uh doing what i used to do as well like i partied a lot too and i struggled with substance as well so a lot of people have seen how like fitness and all like the healthy lifestyle and that's helped like keep me sober and keep me on the straight and narrow so yeah i do get people that reach out to me like to even just talk to me about like how the hell did you do it my answer is basically all i've been to a gym you know what I mean? Yeah. Just training every day nonstop. Yeah. So. yeah. so the environment that you set yourself in, right? Like when I started doing that, that's when I met like you and everybody else on our team. And I started working there on that. So it's, uh, it's definitely like where you're around. Your environment's a big thing. Right. Um, have you found it hard to maintain your, like if, if we're to call it like your new lifestyle? And I don't mean that as you've been in this like newer lifestyle for the entire time I've known you. But do you, is it hard, like getting real for a second, is it hard for you not to think about the old times or like not to slip into that? No, I love what I do now. You know what I mean? And even when I was doing all that, like I just wanted, I wish I had had something that I love doing. You know what I mean? Like that Mm -hmm. I could live off of like I'm doing right now. So it's like, I love it. I'm lucky. You know what I mean? I wake up and it's like, have stressful days but then you can think about like what your life was like 15 years ago and it's like waking up then that was more stressful so it's like life's good now life's definitely good it doesn't make me want to go back to like living like that just like it's a pretty crappy feeling going out just getting pulled over and stuff all the time and just like it's not it wasn't fun (laughs) yeah you know what i find too is um like especially with with what you're saying that you know you've Kind of like it's super cliche I don't really like the expression but like you've walked the walk you just happen to be in that lifestyle before and now that you've made such like such intensive your own intensive life transformation people can really relate to that right because so many people are going through similar positions where they're like super unhappy with where they are and they're they have substance abuse issues and they don't you know they don't love themselves or or whatever the case they're in bad environments I feel like that's such a such like a powerful tool for you as a trainer to be like i i actually live that and i don't you know i i wouldn't do that again but because i've done that i can be way more relatable and like show you that there's some mega transformations that can happen i feel like it's kind of like the proofs in the pudding yeah 100 percent. yeah do you feel like that that was kind of like a blessing in disguise what one what part like your old lifestyle and being able to be like this is who i was this is who i am like that that to me that's like that's like a billboard, man. You don't even really have to do anything other than show who you were, who you are now. And it's like, dude, there's so much to that. I honestly just think it's a blessing to be here. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people like my best, two of my best friends that used to rent rooms from me, Wes and Bobby, like they both are dead now. 
it's like just being it's a blessing just being here doing this every day you know what I mean like that's the way I feel about it (laughs) do you uh do you have any type of routine in terms of like gratitude or like um like myself included a lot of people have like a gratitude journal right you've heard of this like you know morning rituals of like writing down a couple things you're grateful for whatever what does that look like in your life I don't do the journal thing but like just cruising through like other positive people social media and stuff like that and seeing memes and stuff like that and I reshare them a lot in my like news feeds of that like but the stuff I reshare is like stuff that kind of hit home with me you know what I mean certain things that I'll see just like look at your future don't look back at your past right like just kind of keep going forward like that was one I posted yesterday in one of my story feeds or reshared it anyways just like certain things like that kind of keep me going I I full disclosure I probably only watch about 85 percent of your content so that that fills up most of my day so (laughs) I need to I need to leave some like uh some some time for like you know family and developing my own style of training but um you know what's funny is you're you're one of those guys for me that um at the beginning I could just I've always said this about you like you're so easy to like make fun of but then you're not at all like you want to be like dude like it's it's just because you own exactly what you're doing and it's like you're almost like impenetrable like you want to be like oh that's that's really fucking silly or like something i wouldn't do and then you're like ah but he's like owns it and like he's helping people and it's like fuck man i can't even chirp him (laughs) yeah i know we've talked about this before yeah it's like what you actually said the best thing about it is like Another type of thing was uh, Benny Smith that used to work with us. He's like, you always go be your rabbit style on him. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, remember the movie Eminem? He's like, at the end, he's like, basically just telling everybody, he's like, yeah, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, and I did this. And it's like, they sit there like, what do we have everything to carve about? He's already yeah. said it all, right? Yeah, totally, it's man. Like, That's People call you a narcissist, just call yourself a narcissist. I've been called that a little bit lately. So Have you? Yeah. But the people that are calling me that, like... They aren't putting the food on my table and me posting pictures on my social media puts food on my table. So yeah, everything again has a purpose while I do it, why I do it. You know what I mean? People can share and say what they want. Well, and you were one of the first trainers for me that like started posting a lot on social media. Yeah. Um, how, how do you feel like that's, this is obviously a huge topic in general, but how do you feel like social media has helped your, your business, your businesses? It's built off that like, when we worked together at Good Life there, like I never ever really got clients for, through Good Life, right? Like it was always through people reaching out through social media. So like that's where pretty much 99% of my leads always came from. Um, and it's just good. It's like I was able to leave Good Life and go on my own. And it's like, I still have, I didn't like, also I'd sit there and be like, oh no, I'm not gonna get any more clients, right? Like, I, I think I almost have more people reach out to me now about training now that I'm not actually working for a big corporation. That's so it's cheaper as well too. Right. Right. Um, what do you think some of the, like you've been in the fitness industry for you and I about the same amount of time, but you did more boxing before that. So I don't know. How long do you say about 10 years? Yeah, I think it would have been 10 years or 11, I don't know, 10 years at good life. Yeah. So you've been like that that's like a that's a pretty long time with any job like doesn't matter what the job is so now that you've been in it for 10 years what do you see like what are some some issues you see in the fitness industry bullshit 
yeah <laughs> like just people bullshitting you know what i mean it's like so that's something i kind of try to do too i try to keep things real you know what i mean and like not bullshit like and be straight up with people um making promises that people should be making you know what i mean just like guaranteeing results that are just impossible to get um just things like that you know what i mean just false advertising almost and so I think a thing like that can get somebody's hopes up and they're like, I'm going to see all these crazy results and they don't see it and it just deteriorates them and makes them not like lose that whole drive and motivation. Right. Cause they're getting basically empty promises given to them. Right. Which would be and frustrating. And you see that as uh, ways other fitness professionals might be like portraying their services or products. Certain things like that. Um, I don't know. I find that frustrating. I don't know what else would be. That's about it, brother. <laughs> yeah. And, and I know you're you're not the kind of guy that like is gonna pick at things. Like I, I certainly know that about you. So I have to really fucking prompt you to be like, dude, what do you have an issue with? <laughs> so that's for did you ask for me? What do I have an issue with? Yeah. Or, um, like just like with anything right now in the fitness industry, there's something that like um It, it's tough, man. I feel like, um, in some ways I don't like a lot of the stuff I'm doing, not a lot, but like this whole, the, I just came up, uh, off a call with a guy that, uh, is, is another coach. He's a different kind of coach. He's like a men's coach, emotional trans transformation coach. Yep. And one of the things I shared with him, and it's not so much what I don't like about maybe the industry. It's more like, you know, there's had to be a lot of, uh, there's a lot of change that's happened and, to go for me to go from exclusively one-on-one -on -one, like when you and I worked together all I I didn't even have like I I, I don't even think I had social media at the beginning of that I yeah. just like would walk around the gym talking to people and that was what marketing was to me yep and now it's uh it's a huge change so I, I in, in a lot of ways I kind of feel like it's what you know people that were doing like computer it in the 90s i kind of feel like it's similar to like what they went through like all like their job like completely revolutionized itself like two or three times where they're like this is completely different than what i signed up for so especially covid too right like things have even changed out even more so right like yeah walk around on a gym floor introducing yourself to people and like stay away yeah don't <laughs> introduce don't yourself to me. To me, so yeah get away from me <laughs> But so, yeah, like that's even not hundred percent, but it would change it big time, even more. Yeah. So I, I kind of have uh I don't have an issue with it because I see a lot of the opportunity in it, but I, I can definitely, like, I gotta be honest, there's, there's lots of me at least at the beginning that was like, fuck this. Like, I don't, I hate posting things and uh, maybe you've seen a little bit of a change, but um, also selling yourself when people aren't going to see you. So the difference is like, you know, you're walking around, people see you lift, people see you train other people, like the results speak for themselves. But when you're, you know, when you become essentially unknown and you have to remarket yourself strictly to an audience that's online, like you have to really tell your story and sell yourself. So a lot of that, uh, a lot of like the, the deeper shit can come up that you may not really, I don't know, want to tell people originally or. Um, like a big one for me is I've never been very vain. So like to post, you know, pictures with my shirt off and stuff, it's not what I would go to, to do, but 
at the same time, if people are wanting to get jacked, they're going to want to know if their trainers in good shape or not. So like you just, you have to sell it and it's part of it. And I know that's not anything you have a, like, do you have an issue with that? No, no. It's... Marketing, right? Like yeah. That's what I always find it is like, that's what social media has been for me, right? Yeah. Get chirped about it a little bit here and there, but yeah. <laughs> it's like, whatever. It's like the same thing though. It's like the people chirping me are paying my bills. Yeah. You know? So they can say what they like. So that's what I mean, man. You stay real to it, which is, which is sick. So that's, you're, uh, you're not a problem I have with the fitness industry. You're someone that I like, I support. Um, and, and by the way, someone reached out to me the other day for a bodybuilding coach and, uh, you and Steve tell are the names that I brought up. Uh, you know, I'm not in the bodybuilding realm, so I'm not going to, a broken promise would be like, yeah, man, I'll train you. I love bodybuilding. <laughs> They'd be like, dude, what the fuck? Like, you're not interested in it at all. Um, so yeah, I think here, here's an issue I have in the fitness industry. This is coming up. Um, trying to coach everyone like you're an expert in everything. Uh, that's, that's tough because it means like turning clients down sometimes. That's, that's a, that's a good example. I'm not doing that to credit myself, but uh, you know, like there's, that could be a broken promise thing. Training, training for something that you're not used to training in like there there's a reason there's you know bodybuilding coach and dietitians and endurance coaches and breath coaches and yoga coaches and strength training and powerlifting like it, olympic lifting coaches boxing coaches kick it's it's, it's all new coaches out there yeah what i'm saying is there's multiple coaches um <laughs> how, how do you think so you're you've been in a boxing for quite a long time um how do you feel like that's integrated well into your fitness because you're doing you like you mentioned your bio and that's kind of what I'm going off of, but you mentioned boxing and bodybuilding. Yep. Uh, so as you mentioned, like when we first started working together, I didn't do any bodybuilding. It was strictly babe, like boxing was why people came to me, which basically learning how to fight and then how to lose weight because boxing is just nothing but like conditioning and stuff like that too. Right. Not too much weight training needed for it. Or if it is, it's like a sports specific type training, right? Like what you're doing specifically for power, like, and strength and stuff like that for bodybuilding don't want to get jacked for your bodybuilding or sorry when you're boxing i meant to say right um shoot i got a lost track of thought there what were you saying sorry what was the question <laughs> um i was kind of asking well, like how, how you feel like the oh how it worked into it so yeah so yeah. everybody came to me for that and then after i stopped fighting i had to like when I went to the gym, I always had a reason why I was going there, right? It's like, I got to go spar. I got to go do this. All of a sudden I wasn't fighting anymore and I'm still working in the gym and I love fitness and know how good it is for the body and for like mentally and physically. So I had to figure out something else to do. So I started bodybuilding, went on a bodybuilding split um, and started weight training and then fell in love with that and then decided to compete. I wanted to just do that for like a, on a bucket list, right? Just do one show. And then I loved it, like seeing your body change and stuff like that for it. And just everything I learned from it. Um, so I ended up doing another five shows. So I've done six shows now. So I still like training people, like learning how to bodybuild was huge for like the weight and weight training and stuff like that, right? But also for the weight loss, I find like with the boxing and stuff, like I still... Typically, a lot of my clients, they come to me because they want to do bodybuilding and they want to do boxing. So we'll do the boxing for their cardio aspect. They like it. The time flies by. You know what it's like doing like pad work and stuff like that. Like it's That's an awesome great. workout, right? And it's fun cardio. So 
it helps definitely i find with that and it's not like just getting somebody hitting a punching bag like when you're actually doing like pad work with somebody like it's so one-on-one that like people see the value of having a trainer when they do that right yeah i completely agree it's uh it, it is a game changer like i, I i'm a personally a fan of like the really the gritty boring like monotonous cardio and i find it really challenging but there's nothing like feeling like you're you know working with someone and there's lots of stimulus and like different combos and like things that someone is coaching you on yeah versus you know running in a black box for instance but, uh, <laughs> for four hours yeah See, that's so like that's awesome too that's a totally different thing but it's like that's crazy. <laughs> Some grit right there, bro. <laughs> well, you know what's you know what I had to do in in my life is I had to kind of create some grit because I'm a, I was like pretty privileged in a lot of ways, and 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 I'm sure if we dug into our you know upbringings, there's always going to be stuff. But like overall, pretty decent. Wasn't obese. Wasn't like was pretty normal. So my experience is not uh, it's not super sexy to be honest, right? that's kind of the, that's the thing about people with big transformations is like they're big changes. So they're really sexy. I've been in a lot of ways, I've been fortunate enough to be like relatively in good shape my entire life and never had super serious substance abuse issues. got into the gym when I was like 12 or grade nine, I started working out and I, I think I've had a gym membership ever since grade nine, luckily. So that's like, that's a lot for a guy that's 32 to be into it that long was i training well for like half of that like a hundred percent i was not like but i mean it's like you do that or you do strictly partying it's like i'd rather go to the gym and party right like so i think that that can sometimes sometimes be a tough thing uh in the fitness industry is is advertising results for people that aren't super obvious visual changes right because you i mean you know how much how much of you changes when you get into a completely different habit and lifestyle change like you're clearly your physique changed and you feel better but like what what happens in your mind like that's that's the tough stuff that's really hard to market i feel like honestly it's weird so like yes it goes on with your mind when all of a sudden you get in good shape and it's like yeah you're more confident because obviously you know that you're your physique looks a lot better but at the same time it's like but the body dysmorphia thing like where i still don't like you can look in a mirror you can you can pick yourself apart where you don't see what other people are seeing and it's still like where all of a sudden you have this confidence but it's not there though you don't have like it's weird to kind of say with it i guess like yeah you're confident you know like on the beach you're confident to take your shirt off but at the same time you still are like self-conscious about your body do you feel like you're still self-conscious about your body? hundred percent. Yeah. Um, do you feel like that's common with people that are bodybuilders? I think so. And I think what happens with that, it's like people will see themselves on stage, which is not a realistic, like body fat percentage to walk around at, you know what I mean? Like it's, but you see your physique at that point. So all of a sudden you put on 10 pounds of fat, which is still like keeping you in a lot better shape than the majority of the world. But in your mind, it's like you've seen yourself look better and now you've taken like a step back, right? So what are some of the, I mean, I mean, first up, like, do you feel like there are like tools or strategies around that to work towards, you know, being more like having a more regulated body image through all those like extreme changes? 
what I've even done for myself, like I haven't competed in two years, but like, I'm sure you remember uh, when we were working together, like I died down for a show and I could be up like 30 pounds. Like after the first show, I went up like 30 or 40 pounds in like two weeks. <laughs> My ankles were retaining water. Like, it, like they were all puffed out. It was really bad and I felt awful about it. And then each show I kept getting better and better at reverse dieting. You know what I mean? And not putting on as much and staying in better shape in between. But since my last show now, like what I've done now for really keeps me mentally good or like content, at least I guess with my physique is like, I'm not training for a show or anything right now. Like if, but I always want to kind of keep my physique where if I want to do a photo shoot or something like that, at least I would feel confident enough to do that. So like, I guess maybe the physique that I'm trying to maintain now is like, more like a regular lifestyle type you know what I mean like it's maintainable I'm not starving and hangry and yeah being moody because of like you know and like Greg you've worked with enough bodybuilders it sucks when they're in prep right and they're, they're hungry and they're angry yeah. like yeah it's, it's tough right so like I don't ever want to like that's the reason why I mean, if you might even do it another comp- competition again like it's hard for that it's hard for the people that are around you to like have to deal with that but it's like it's you look great but you feel like shit like that's like it's the way I feel with it anyways we're like right now where I'm kind of at it's like I just want to look good or like feel like I look good and then also still feel good though too at the same time right man what a what a crazy thing right like that's like a lot of you know pro sports or competitions is you you put so much time and effort and dedication to something for like a small a small window of uh, opportunity even like you're not handed a medal just because you put in all the work yeah I came out dead last on my last show did you? Yeah, I like it was like it was an international one, so there's people from all over the world. Like there wasn't even anything I could do about it. It was in the best shape of my life, you know what I mean? But it's like every guy that I competed against just looked better than me. Right. And it's like, but it's like for where you're saying I like I killed myself for I think I did a 20 week prep for that. And then to get up there for a minute to be like, Yeah, you suck. You're the last place. <laughs> it's like shit. All right, back to the drawing board, right? So and like, do you feel like I, that was a moment where you're like, okay, I'm done with this or no, I'm still not like done with it. It's just like, and I still maintain and do that same type of lifestyle, but it's like, I've been able to grow. I know my physique now is better than what it would have been two years ago. Mm-hmm. I would like to do a show again. The only reason why I don't know if I'd want to do one is that exactly like the, the things we were just talking about. It's like every other aspect in your life suffers. Like, uh, even just taking time off for the show or like, and just, like your clients work your relationships with your friends your girlfriend like everything like that it just everything takes a hit right yeah and like uh i mean you you know i've never done a bodybuilding show but i i try to keep myself at like a pretty maintainable physique similar to you right now right you're like um sustainable and enjoyable kind of thing while still yeah. being cognizant of being healthy do you, like feel- if you want me to cheat meal i can have one you know what I yeah mean? I don't feel bad about it it's nice yeah feel. totally do you, um, so I hear a lot about this and I, and I see, see a lot of it. I don't get a lot of questions on it because I'm not in the bodybuilding. Like I don't train people to bodybuild, but I do train some women. And a lot of what comes up is, uh, and not even in the way I think it should, but th- what I'm talking about is like women's menstrual cycles. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think at the beginning of my training career, I basically tried to ignore it. Cause I, I didn't see anyone else really focusing on it. And I'm sure there were coaches that nailed it and were, had been focusing on it the whole time, but that's for like the first seven years of my training ex- uh, career. I didn't even try to learn about it Yep. because I felt like things were going fine without it. But now that it's like 
learning about it and continuing to learn a little bit about it, um, I'm realizing like how detrimental here's the question. Do you think bodybuilding is healthy for women? To get like everybody in the world to hate on me in the bodybuilding world, but it's like, it's not a, like everybody knows when the girl gets, well, it's like a well-known fact that a majority of women on their body fat percentage gets down low enough. They start like missing their cycle. Right. I mean, like that's not good for the body, obviously. Even on stage as a guy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You, you lost your period, right? You lost your period when you were on stage? Yeah, I haven't had it since. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, it's, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that could be healthy, obviously. I don't think it would be, right? But I don't know, and I haven't done the research on it. So I don't really know either. Maybe that is a normal thing, and it comes back. Like, that's exactly what you're just saying. You've been looking into it and researching it. Something I'm totally clueless with. I just know that it does affect it. Right. And I couldn't see it being healthy, but I don't know. Right. Yeah. And I mean, clearly it's, it's, it's at least a little bit above our heads. We're not like, we're not doctors or endocrinologists studying hormones and stuff like that. But clearly um, when you're in the training realm, there's got to be a little bit of a basic understanding of, of like some of the maybe more simple hormones or like maybe, maybe simple is not the right word, but some of the more obvious um, hormones. Um, I got a question for you. Do you feel like why do you feel like um, talking about steroids is still like a still like a, a taboo topic? People don't like to admit it. People yeah. like to bullshit. You know what I mean? So it's, I don't know. And I think it's also just because like people can have a misconception about them too. I mean, there's a lot of true facts about them too as well, but like it, people just think it's like this such a bad thing, right? Where you hear a lot of doctors talk about TRT and stuff like that now and like how many side effects and health, like how your health's affected having low testosterone. So, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's having a prescribed, obviously one thing running tests just from some dude that you get at the gym. Like, I don't know. I think it's just because the fucking world's so judgmental. Hmm. So TRT, you're talking about testosterone replacement therapy, right? Therapy, yeah. So when you say people are being judgmental about it, uh, are you talking about like, how does that affect why people wouldn't, wouldn't talk about it more openly? Just being judged on it. Like depending on how the people do it, like people think needles and that too, right. Where it's like, let's say one thing way a heroin person would use a needle, they put it into a vein where a uh, needle for steroids is done intermuscular so it's just like put in anywhere where there's basically like flesh it's not like somewhere it makes you like go back and like they've seen people in movies i'm sure do a hit of heroin and they're back out of the ground and they're flip-flopping around right out cold or whatever but it's nothing like that but i think that's the whole thing the taboo the needles that come into it so people don't want people to know that um and then it's just it's all the whole cheating aspect people think too right and then just the stuff that comes with it, like people are like, oh, he's roid raging or, you know what I mean? Like certain things like that, like this, people don't want people to know. It's like, also you get a bad mood. It's like, oh, it's steroids or something like that. Right. And just judgmental people. It's like, just people can think it's like, oh, he takes steroids. So he doesn't work hard. Everything he's doing right now is just coming easy. Right. Why do you think people think of it as cheating? Because it enhances your performance. It gives you a step up on somebody that isn't using it. 
But I think when we're talking about steroid use, we're talking about it in the context of um, like you, you basically like when you, you tell me to, cause you're more into the bodybuilding realm, you've done six competitions um, you enter. So if, if someone's on steroids for the most part, I'm guessing, cause any sport has a level of like potential cheat to it. But so I'm, I'm going to say a little bit naively, most people that go into a bodybuilding competition know whether there's going to be people in that, uh, you wouldn't call it heat, but that type of competition that are on steroids or not, right? Natural or not? Yeah, or natural and then there's open. Yeah, so there's no testing in the open class. And right. then even in the natural class, they don't do much drug testing. I've called people out before on social media that have like gone and competed and I know they're not natural. And it's like, fucking, how do you feel like going and doing that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Person never even won. So it's like, how should you feel like cheating and coming in second place? But like, at the same time, it's like, what's frustrating about that is like on bodybuilding teams, I have guys that are on my old team that were natural, 100% natural. And it's like, they're going against these guys that aren't natural, that have had to step up, they recover quicker, they put on muscle a little bit faster, stuff like that, where these other guys are completely natural. And that's why they have a division for it, right? If you're natural, go with the natural. And then right. if you're going with the enhanced, open class, right? Right. So aside from competition, because that's when it's really cheating, right? You're either you're either ignoring or denying that you're on steroids in a in a, a non-steroid class, or you're just assuming that you're probably on it and people around you are on it if you're in the open. But what yeah. about like what about regular kind of like gym bros or not even gym bros, just people in a gym that aren't competing. Do you feel like that's cheating or do you feel, do you feel like people judge folks like that as if it's cheating? So, I mean, it's not really cheating that it's like, who are they competing against except themselves? Right. At that point, it's not like they're going into a natural bodybuilding show. My personal opinion is that like, I wouldn't touch the shit if I wasn't going to be competing or that wasn't my purpose. And my intention was to be competing in an open class. Um, I think you probably remember driving up to Belleville, maybe not. I remember clearly, but we were driving to Belleville to like one of our award meetings and I was still fighting. And I'm like, when I get off or stop fighting, I get on a big, massive cycle. And you're yeah. like, why the fuck would you do that? <laughs> like, you're going to be a bodybuilder, right? I don't yeah. know. I, I had a like, goal. It was set out and I did yeah. it. But like, <laughs> if I wasn't, if I was just going to do it and be healthy, like fitness is like, it's not healthy, obviously when you're overdoing it or abusing it by any means, but that's kind of my next thing I was going to say. So it's like going to compete, you're abusing it. You're overdoing it a lot, using a TRT or something like that and keeping your health, like keeping your test levels at at least a normal range. Like that's better for your health. Like if I was just some gym guy, just going there to work out, just trying to improve my health then like and I thought my levels were low I would book an appointment with my doctor and get them to bring my testosterone levels to a normal level allow me to build muscle normally at least right because it's a lot of people have low test levels I think it's every year past 30 it keeps going down right yeah I think I read that too 30 is kind of the decrease yeah um, so, like, I, I wouldn't suggest it and I don't know why people do do that if they don't ever have a, a reason to compete like that's just something I like to do. I don't know. Some to each their own too. Right. Yeah. That's just my personal opinion. Do you think what? Yeah. I mean, I've always thought I, you know, I, I never did steroids. Um, but I always thought that if you were doing them without the need to do them, it's fucking expensive, right? Like, 
Yeah, he can get diff- like that's the thing too. So like, it is, but it isn't, right? Like if you were just going to buy like you kind of want to have like just a high testosterone level, you want to do one shot a week. It's not going to be that much. Like a bottle, you're looking anywhere probably between like sixty to a hundred bucks, depending on the brand. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it would last you a couple months, you know what I mean? But at the same time, if you start taking a bunch of other things with it, like there's Winnie and all those other things that you can stack it with, and that shit's going to get expensive. Right. And unless you were planning on doing it for a purpose and stepping on a stage or prepping for like, let's say you didn't want to be a bodybuilder, but you want to be a model and do fitness shoots and we're marketing yourself some way with that. And that's another reason why I would suggest not suggest, but see a reason why people would do it. So what are some of the benefits to taking steroids other than bodybuilding? So like, like we'll leave that. Cause that's pretty obvious at yeah. that point, but like aside from bodybuilding or like, you know, strength performance or something like that, what are, what are some of the benefits you would, you would think are exist? Seems like that's so hit or miss. Cause it can work both ways. Like let's say you've been a scrawny guy your whole life. You don't even get a single girl that looks at you ever. And all of a sudden you put on muscle and then you're in the gym. And it builds up your confidence, right? So you can see how that would happen too. But then it's like, at the same time, it can mess with your confidence. You can also you go off a cycle, you get smaller and you get that body dysmorphia thing going on, right? Like, right. So it's like doing it can give you confidence, but they can also take it away from you as well. And then what about, um, yeah, is there, you, you talked about doing um, like modeling, I think. I think you mentioned modeling. Yeah, how would like some- yeah, where would that play a role in that? Like, how would that benefit a modeling career? And who are you talking about if you were? Well, basically, if you look at like any cover model, right? But you got like ripped abs and that. Like a lot of those people are taking performance enhancers for sure. They are, and even if it's like fat burners, clenbuterol, certain things like that too. Um, like just certain things like that would obviously benefit them. If you're getting paid to be doing photo, if you are. Well, let's just say if you're paying to do the photos and that's one thing, but it's like, if you're actually getting like published and stuff like that too, like you want to become almost part of your career, right? Like you want to bring your A game to it. just almost like the stage. Right. So what you're saying is it's not just about simply like growing muscle and recovering quicker. There's, there's steroids use that can help cut fat, help burn fat quicker and help optimize like all levels of being lean and muscular. Yeah. Right. And there's, there's other ones like, uh, Winstrolls. Remember the Olympic runner? He was a yep. Canadian. He lost his medal, Ben Johnson or whatever. Yeah. So he tested positive for Winstroll. And I mean, if you look at him, he's a cardio athlete, right? A high yeah. intensity one, like he's a sprinter. But a uh, big thing with Winnie is like you can be in like large amounts of cardio and still retain your muscle, right? Mm. So like if you're training for a photo shoot and you have to lose a bunch of fat, but you don't want to lose the muscle that you have, something like that, a performance enhancer is going to boost that. Yeah, totally. I, I can totally see how that would be helpful. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that. Hmm. Um, still not a good choice. Like, you yeah. know, it's like <laughs> you're better to do it with like diet now, but that's just for asking why people would do it more than yeah. that would be the reason why for sure. Right. Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I wanted to ask you, obviously we have like yeah, an even uh, additional way to relate now because you know, I've been a dad for the last two years and you've been a dad for a lot longer than that. How do you feel? Um, how do you feel like your, we'll call it your, your choice in fitness, like you being a healthy guy now, I'm saying, um, how do you feel like that's influenced having kids or having your kids around? Uh, 
My youngest son, Caden, he uh That's he a tattoo on your arm, right? That's Mason there. So that's or my Mason. oldest. And then that's or Caden. Caden on the back, right? Yeah. Caden's just exactly like me. Like that kid's hands. If you do patchwork with him, like he's 10 years old and the kid's got awesome hands. But like since he's been young, he was watching me box all the time. And then like lifting weights, like he's like, he loves it. Like now that we got the gym in the house, whenever he's here, we're always working out and stuff. Sweet. Um, it's all like, it's definitely a good thing. A positive thing for my child to see. Right. Yeah. Um, my oldest son, Mason, uh, unfortunately. So I haven't seen him there in a few years. His mother and I don't see eye to eye, unfortunately, but, uh, I'm hoping that'll eventually get fixed up here. From what I've heard, he, because I got a message that he does follow my Instagram and stuff. So he does see like who I am and what I am now and not what he's been told. Right. So. Right. It's good. But yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely good being this because it's at least like more of a role model and somebody that your kids can look up to. Right. Yeah. Um, how do you feel? This is something that I've been, I've been kind of dealing with and, and thinking about for the last little while. And it's, um, it's uh, anger, right? Anger in men specifically. So um, I'm a part of a men's group here and uh, the men's group's awesome. Like, I, I feel like if, if it was accessible to all men, I would say uh, you need to do it. And the only reason I'd say it's maybe not accessible for all men is because there is a small fee and it does take up like a couple hours a week. Um, but you know, with COVID and stuff like that, most things are virtual, so it's accessible in that way. But, um, a big theme that comes up with a lot of men is, uh, is anger, right. And being able to express it in a, in a healthy way. Um, how do you feel? I don't even know exactly what I'm asking, but how do you feel like boxing, um, interacts with anger? you mean a really bad mood and if you go unload on a bunch of bag as hard as fast as you can for 10 seconds that anger just you know what I mean? you almost forget that you're angry at the end of it because you can't even breathe yeah um but yeah like it's it's a great sport for that it's uh it was a huge sport for me for sure obviously it helped it was a big part of my lifestyle change did you struggle with a lot of anger at uh at points in your life yeah i still do now yeah 100% i do yeah i just better coping mechanisms, I guess, is what it would be. So you're talking about boxing as a, like a real direct coping mechanism. Yeah. Um, what else is a coping mechanism for you for anger? Weightlifting, cardio. Exercise is my main thing. Like, and that's why I like competing in bodybuilding was like a good choice too. Cause it's like, you wake up, you gotta do cardio. It's a good way to start the day. Like that's the way I used to do it anyways. And then you work for a few hours then you gotta train again. So it's like, I like, Training's huge for me. It's a huge outlet for me. Um, it's obviously like not drinking and that, right? Yeah. And alcohol used to be a big outlet and everything else that came with it, which was always trouble. So, right. Um, I, I'm on the exact same wavelength as you in terms of like exercise for, you know, like uh, it sounds a little shitty, but like anger control or just like anger expression in a yep. healthy way. Do you like, you know, you have two young boys or how old's Mason now? 14. 14. So youngish boys. Yeah. Um, do you think exercise is enough of uh, an outlet or an expression of anger for, do you feel like that's enough? 
Mm. I mean, everybody has bad days, right? Yeah. So, I mean, there's some days where for sure it doesn't. Um, yeah, those days suck. But I definitely have those days where it's like it doesn't matter if, how much I'm exercising in that. Uh, I'll still struggle. And what I honestly say myself, and like I'll have a hard time being around people, that I have a hard time communicating with people when I'm upset. Right. It's almost like I like to just kind of chill. So it's like if I'm training and it doesn't work, it's like sometimes I just need some like chill time on my own. Right. My thoughts and get my shit together. So that sounds a lot like reflection when you're saying that, like time alone. So what do you do? Um, and I and I'm specifically asking you this because I'm sure there's going to be like other men listening because I know there's tons of people that look up to you that would be like, you know, I'm dealing with some anger too, or maybe a lot of fucking anger. And, you know, whether I, I might work out, I might not, but, you know, I still struggle with it. And that's not enough to, it's not enough to keep me feeling like a real calm member of like society. So like, yeah. what are some, what does that look like? So you have a bad training session, you're feeling angry, and then you do some reflection. Like, what does that look like? Like, what, what am I doing when I'm doing that? Like, just- yeah literally be sitting there chilling watching tv but it's like when i'm like that i'm not even really watching tv more or less just thinking other things that i find too it's like let's say i'm not in a great mood i'm just like sitting in my living room watching tv i can't snap out of that unless it's like i'll go out for a drive you know what i mean a change of scenery you go out for a drive you stop you get gas you end up seeing somebody that you run you know what i mean you run into somebody before you know it the reason why I was upset is kind of gone. So sometimes sitting in the same spot and dwelling on shit does not help. <laughs> so it sounds like there might be like a, an important like social element to that, like dealing with anger. Yeah. Does that sound accurate? Yeah, definitely. So how would you, uh, how would you, uh, and like, I don't know the answer to this, but you're raising two boys or at least one. Sorry to hear that, by the way. Um, I'm raising a boy right now and I'm like, there's, there's a lot, uh, there's a lot of me that wants to show like my son that, uh, you know, like being a badass is, is cool. And like, it takes work and, uh, being like a masculine dude doesn't mean like you put other people down. It just means you work on yourself. It, 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 you put in hard work to make sure that you're muscular and that you're calm and that you're doing healthy things to, to show so that you can better show up for people to be a man. Yeah. Um, and I kind of had this thought the other day where I was wondering if, if kids, when they saw their, so say, say Caden's watching you box. Do, do you feel like he looks at that and thinks like my dad's fucking angry? No, no. What do you think he sees or what does he see? Just training training. Yeah, just like doing certain things. So like the double end bag, remember the bag that's tied to the ceiling, the floor, it's got the ball? Yeah. Bounce back and forth. So like I don't have one of those set up in the old basement. So he just watched me do that. But it's like, like when I'm doing that, I have more like fun. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm sitting there like, ah, yeah. punching stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying it, right? I love working out. It puts me into a good mood. Yeah. But like, no, he just sees it as training, bike training, training to hand-eye coordination. It's just... Even something like that on that bag, it's more like you see that as just something fun. It's like a toy almost, right? Yeah. No, that and that's great. Like that's cool. So he sees it's just fun and like fitness and whatever. And, and you know, laterally, there's also this like maybe process of anger that's happening just as a byproduct of it. Mm-hmm. Right. 
What do you think is one of the hardest things for people that are just starting out in fitness? What do you think is one of the hardest things for them like coming into? Not knowing what to do, which is why it's always good to reach out to a personal trainer or somebody when people first start out. I know that sounds like a sales approach. So they'd be like, you should reach out to a personal trainer. (laughs) But like it, it legit is a good thing to do. Um, because it just gives you an idea, but like, and if it's not even hiring a trainer, it's like having a program. So you have something to do because some people it's like, you go to the gym and you're lost. Kind of like when I say I stopped boxing. Right. And it's like, I'm still in the gym. It's like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't need to go do cardio. I don't need to hit the punch your bag. So it's like having a purpose, having a thing set out there. So it's like, if you don't have the trainer like that, when you first join up with the gym, just having something set out for you. What's the best way to get that? So if you don't have a trainer for whatever reason, and you're, feeling like you need some purpose what's what's a good way to get that there's a million online trainers and stuff and programs that can do that and then even still probably even like depending on if you're like into researching stuff like you can just google it you know what i mean yeah <laughs> bodybuilding split or something you know and it's you're gonna get a million different things and the chances are it's not gonna be the right one for you but like yeah. it's still gonna give you something to do right like some sort yeah. of structure with their week but like there's ways around it you hiring a coach is a good thing to do hiring a trainer if you can but i mean coaches are a little bit cheaper to do it that way too just give the programming and and talk to you and keep you accountable yeah is that something you're offering i'd like to kind of go over your services um i don't do any online training anymore um yeah i will do like so the one thing that i will do for people is nutrition programming like customize their goal with a time frame and that but like even that i don't like doing the coaching and stuff with um just strictly one-on-one training is what I do. Because, uh, like, I find even with that, it's like you're you train three or four people in the morning, you got your own workout, or you're on your lunch break and a couple more people, and then you do your own workout after that. It's too hard to be around at nighttime, like, on the phone, doing, like, coaching and stuff like that. I think myself, it's like, I would like, if I were going to do one, I'd do one or the other, I think is how I would be more successful with it. But it's like, I love the personal training. I have that set up already. That's been my my go-to but so when you say one one or the other are you talking about like like personal training or nutrition or are you talking about like online, in person sorry, online online? Coaching. yeah, yeah. like because i've tried doing both and i just so and what i found it's like at the end of my work day then i have to get on the phone with a few different people or it takes up even more time for what you're getting paid with the online training if somebody's messaging you constantly and you're obviously going to help them out right but then if you start adding up all those times and you're like i spent five hours this week basically just having conversations back and forth with this person and it's like it so it takes up a lot of time and i mean time you only have so much of it a day right 100 so if you can if i can fill those that time with one-on-one in-person clients i like that that's my thing you know what i mean i like training people face to face then instead of doing that but if i have somebody that does reach out and they're like i just want a training program i do do that stuff but i like i don't even like doing that I like doing programming for people that I actually run them through. Right. Right. It's like that saying it's like the best uh, training program not done properly sucks or whatever, but it's like, you take like a shitty training program, use it with awesome intensity and it can be the best training program there is. Right. So that's where I get worried about selling programming to people. They'd be like, I bought it and it sucks, but it's like, I've done the exact same workout the way that it should be done. And it's like, that was a pretty good workout. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> so that's something that worries me. Right. It's a reputation that comes out of that too. Um, right and integrity and stuff like that too right it sounds like uh 
it sounds like you're saying like the intention of the program makes a big difference. Like you could have the fucking best looking science program with, you know, you have your percentages and this and that and intervals and whatever else, but like, if you're not doing it well, or you don't understand how to do it, it really doesn't matter. So like the intention of what you're doing is really important to, to know. Yeah. Yeah. I would completely agree with that. And that's something that I see as well. Cause that's something that I do offer is, well, is programming. Um, and, 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 basically strictly online yeah and i i've like i've opened up this has been a huge shift for me being doing exactly what you're doing and that that being like you know one-on-one or super small group but in person to only online but what i find like for for me my vision is to be able to help you know like every person truly that's my vision to be able to help everyone right so you can't do that with one-on-one training so as you said, you only have so many hours in the day and, and you know what it's like. And so do I to have too many clients at once and be like, holy shit. Like I'm just, yeah, <laughs> I have too much. Tough. Right. Yeah. So that's where I feel like one positive to those things is like, you know what, it may not be perfect, but it's, it's a lot cheaper and it at least gets people something so that if they're going to Google search something, maybe they'll end up on like a Mark Cleary website and you'd be like, trust me guys. Like, I'm not ripping you off. This is like a simple service or they're going to land on my website. And it's like, you know, I'm trying to help you out because um, I don't want to rip people off. And I want, you know, you and I both can relate to, we want the best for people. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I know you from your training, it's like you can train to or become an online trainer and your shit is reputable. I know what you program people as proper. Right. You know, there's a lot of people out there that aren't like that, that don't yeah. have that. Like 10 plus years of in-person training. And now you're switching it over to this. Like, yeah, you're obviously going to be able to do that. No problem. And your shit's going to be legit. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you know, the people that are like, they haven't even trained people at all in the gym. And then also they become online trainers because they see so many different gurus and stuff yeah. online right now being like the 10, 10 K club. I constantly see that. I like join my program. You'll make 10 K in a month. It's like, Oh yeah. I see that all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like constantly you know, yeah, like six figures. will make you a six figure trainer, things like that. But it's like some of those people haven't even, like you don't even know if they've even trained a person one-on-one or even know the whole thing of it right like for yours you had all the hands-on experience but it's like even the one thing you always dominated me in huge was like the book smart of the shit because like you know what i mean when i came down and i failed my training exam theory (laughs) part of it twice right (laughs) and then finally got it on the third one but then like i killed the practical part of it but it's like when it comes down to like like your knowledge with that shit you know what i mean was always like 10 times way more than what mine was. So it's like you putting stuff down on paper and, and doing your program is going to be legit, which is an awesome thing for you. And I think the way like you're doing it, I think it's going to be good because if you're only doing that, you're all your time is going to be able to go into all these online clients. And if you're getting a bunch of them, you're going to be able to do that where if all of a sudden you're spending a full hour with six different clients, it's like, it's, it starts leaving you less time, right? Totally. You're going to kill it with it, which is awesome. Yeah. I think, I think it's going to work out really well. Um, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is how do you like with, with the fitness industry being number one, like, I don't know, probably the most accessible it's ever been online. Yeah. How do you feel like someone new to like fitness would discern a trainer like you with experience and like reputation and by reputation, I mean like, you know, I've helped these clients. These are the things I suck at. These are the things I'm awesome at. So how would someone discern, how might someone discern, you know, someone like you versus someone that's like, 
it's a six figure income and I've done it in four months. How, like, how do you discern that now? I feel like that's getting a lot trickier. I don't know. Like, how do you get the people like, like, what do you mean? Like, well, like you said, we're seeing a lot of advertising, like people are advertising to you and me the same because we're, we're obviously searching a lot of things and we're just in right, targets, the algorithm, yeah. targets. So there's going to be a lot of trainers with, with very little experience, but maybe, maybe, and, and likely just better marketing than, than a lot of other trainers that have the experience and the know-how. Yeah. So how does someone discern the person that's just better at marketing to them versus someone that's, you know, truly passionate about helping people with experience? I think the one thing that really helps us out in this industry too is, especially if you're experienced before and after pictures of people. It's like where you're talking about marketing and stuff like that. If they're a brand new person out there, they're not going to have too many success stories with their clients or even just stuff to be able to show over the course of the years, right? Like showing that you've been a part of the industry for a long time and have the knowledge. Right. Um, it's all marketing, right? But you could totally have that person that's like, cut knows nothing at all you know what I mean but yeah they have the sickest ad on Instagram and it's just like it catches your eye and you're giving these freaking crazy promises of gains or fat loss and yeah you know what I mean it's just it's yeah it's it's the marketing of it 100% yeah it's, it's tough right because it really starts to blend um I think we're coming pretty close to our time here I know that you need to to rip here shortly or now um, I got a few, I got a few more minutes if you want here. I just, I gotta be smart for three 30. Okay. So I, I want to go train. I want to, I want to talk to you. Oh, you do sweet. You gotta yeah. go work out. We wear the hood yeah. life stuff, a good life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's classic. Eh? And yeah. just like, you, might... there. like I, you know what I mean? Like I, I work out here all the time, but it's like, to go, yeah. like, I want to get out of the house and it's a change of scenery. And the one thing that I don't have here are like a bunch of different crazy machines. So like when I go to the gym there, I like it. It's, Still a good life, even though I'm living the hood life. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, uh, this isn't me saying it, but I, I do think it would be really funny if all of a sudden someone vandalized a sign. It just changed that G to an H. <laughs> It'd be funny if they come knocking on my door. <laughs> yeah, they would. Yeah, they would. You're like, dude, like you're the one with the friggin' hood life mat in your living room, the carpet. You have a carpet, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, that's classic. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that brand to me makes like a ton of sense. Um, do you feel like that's a way that you can help people beyond the one-on-one -on -one clients? Like through the brand, like, do you, well, I guess the question is, do you feel like you're helping people beyond the one-on-one -on -one by having a brand to sell like hood life? I don't think so at this point. I mean, no? that would be awesome. You know what I mean? Like, at the same time, maybe it can, like if people are supportive, you know what I mean? And I know that like, it just makes them also feel like part of it, you know what I mean? But at the same time, I don't think it's a big enough thing to make people feel like yeah, awesome wearing it, you know what I mean? But that'd be pretty cool eventually or something, you know what I mean? But like, I don't think it's really doing much like that. I, I think it, I think it might be doing more than that than you think. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but I think of any time I wear something that I've purchased from someone or like a giveaway or whatever, like it does make you feel like you're a part of it. And I feel like there's a lot in this, uh, there's a lot of issues around lack of community and lack of support, uh, whether it's like you're in the gym or you're just in life. And, and I, I think, 
you know, you and I can only talk about being a man. So I can feel like whether you're a co-parenting as a dad or you're a single dad, or you're just starting this fitness experience on your own, like it, it can be difficult to get support from people that truly care about you versus people that are trying to sell to you or people that just don't give a shit about you. Cause they're, you know, they're doing their thing. Cause I think we're at like a pinnacle of distraction in this world where people are so distracted that you're not, maybe you're not looking out for people that you would have normally. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think, you know, it, it's a simple thing. Like people are buying shirts or I don't know what else you have for sale. Um, carpets. <laughs> uh, I had like, well, we still do their shorts, uh, tank tops, stringers, toques, pretty much anything that I want to wear. I'm like, I'd like to wear a tracksuit. I should make a hood life tracksuit. No, we were doing that, but, like, <laughs> but I think what I'm going to do now, because it's like, it's too much stuff to keep in stock for everything and like certain things will go quick and certain things won't so i think what i'm going to be doing is kind of downsizing it to more or less like the t-shirts i like to send them out to you they're like super soft cotton ones and then like nice. the men's stringers keeping just a few different items yeah with more or less the logo you know what i mean and then as it comes out like so i have like gray track pants things like that but when they sell out i think i'm going to take them off there and then come out with like special order stuff and that right just over the last year like seeing what stuff sells and then when it doesn't sell and how that's affecting like profits and stuff like that too. Right. Well, I don't even look at it right now as like profits, but I'm just trying not to take losses with it. Right. Like right now I, I give tons of the clothing away too. Um, and it's, uh, it's marketing for me as well, especially in Peter world. But I mean, as it grows and goes down to other places, which it has been, then that's pretty cool too. But like the one thing is, is like, I just wanted this still to be inside of gems. If I was going to be working in my basement, like training studio it's like i still want my name and stuff to be seen around so people are like oh the guy's still training you know what i mean it doesn't just like yeah. fall off the face of the earth i mean people can see it on social media but like there's still people at the gym that i i'm sure you know what i mean we don't have on social media that at least can see the name on a shirt and be like oh yeah there he is <laughs> yeah i think it's sweet man like for me it's like it's like kind of one of those fun brands. Cause like, I'm super not a gangster. Right. And I'm sure some people can like actually represent that like you. Um, but for so me, actually, funny, funny, funny story. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we'll go down, see how it has like the barbell and it actually says Mark Clary fitness under it. Yeah. So I sponsor my athlete flex. Do you, have you seen pictures of flex? Yeah. He's the, uh, he's uh, the bodybuilder that's yeah, competing. Like Mike, like he's, completely diesel just jacked you know what i mean he's got face tats and stuff like that and he's, wearing a, <laughs> he's wearing a hood life shirt like in uh downtown pittsburgh or whatever he was competing in the north americans in right. pittsburgh three or four months ago and he's got hood life on there these guys like walked up they're like what's up hood life you think, what's up? And they're like what's up what's up and then they lift up the shirt the guy's got like a butt end of a gun sitting there he's like whoa 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 man oh he's shit like, down here he's like i'm a bodybuilder but like it's a gym it's a fitness thing like it's like it's a it's a brand it's nothing to do with like like gang shit so as soon as he came back and told me that i'm like we got to make sure that anything says hood life like it says mark clary fitness or we put the logo on it so they know what to do with like weight training and just like <laughs> i mean like, he's a pretty hard looking dude you know what i mean yeah. and, he's jacked and like he's almost getting in shit i'm like now what happens if like some like scrawny little guy is like in yeah. the middle of like, the place they're like what's up you know what i mean like you know totally yeah <laughs> man that's freaking wild eh? yeah so everything will have the logo on it now <laughs> yeah so you got to learn from your experiences you don't you don't foreshadow this stuff happening no, hundred percent. I would not have seen that. <laughs> he told me, I'm like, what? Really, bro? I'm like, sorry. Way to change yeah. that, though. That that means you care. Yeah, hundred oh, percent, right? Yeah. 
that's sick man no i'm gonna i'm gonna grab a shirt for sure um what's the best way for people to reach you like what's your main you you produce a lot of content that i think is valuable for people um mark cleary mark underscore cleary underscore fitness is uh my instagram one if people are looking to contact me probably the easiest way is just www.hoodlife.ca easy to remember right that's one reason why i did that too we just switched about that domain name yeah um but just social media mark cleary mark cleary fitness sweet man um i don't know how to wrap these up because i haven't done them in a long time but i feel like i feel like that was a valuable conversation and i feel like people listening to this are gonna hopefully be able to relate a little bit more with two people that have been in the fitness industry for quite a while and that go through their own you know shit and trouble um yeah, I don't know. Anything anything else you want to add? No, just do one of these all. What's up, bro? Yeah, yeah totally, yeah. man. <laughs> Beauty, man. Appreciate that. It's good to see you, Mark. Yeah, you too, brother, man. It's really good to see you. I'll uh, we gotta be in touch a little bit more, right? Cool, man. We'll have to do another one. Right?